Well, a very pleasant weekend. Welcome to Moments of Assurance. Worldwide KFUO, this is the weekend edition. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson, your host. May the Lord's rich grace and mercy abound in your heart and your soul as you consider the definition of true riches. And in just a few minutes, a few moments really, I'm going to be talking to you about the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. Moments of Assurance Weekend, underwritten by Mid-American Coaches. You can reach them on the web at mid-americancoaches.net, or you can call them toll-free at 866-944-8687. Well, did you hear about this? Frederick Forsyth's intriguing fictional account of the Day of the Jackal. That illustrates the painstaking way in which a rebellion, the assassination attempt on a top French political figure, had to be put down. The authorities worked around the clock. They followed up every clue. They put into effect every conceivable restraint. And eventually, just in the nick of time, they were able to thwart the assassin's assault on Charles de Gaulle. So with equal fervor. You and I must root out every rebel force within that seeks to minimize God's word or to reject his authority and then step out to receive his good gift of forgiveness and healing. In the book of James come these sobering words. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we shall go to such and such a city and spend a year there and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. The point being, life on this earth is short indeed. It's temporary. It's temporal. It's for the moment. It's what's coming up that counts However, due to sin, it's easy to forget about him, to forget about Christ. He's coming up. Really, he's coming down from heaven to get you and me at his parousia. So focus on that fact instead of the things on this earth that are just for the moment. In James chapter 5, it says, Come now, you rich, weep and howl for your miseries which are coming upon you. Your riches have rotted, and your garments have become moth-eaten. Your gold and your silver have rusted, and their rust will be a witness against you and will consume your flesh like fire. So indeed, no question about it, riches can consume you and me so that you're not even cognizant of what really matters in the first place. The story is told about a man that was visiting a Texas land baron, and after dinner, the host took the guest out on the front porch to show him the view. And waving his arm toward the horizon, he said, Everything you see belongs to me. Those oil wells on the horizon, they're mine. That golden grain on the hills, hey, that's mine. Those cattle in the valley, mine, all mine. 25 years ago when I came out here, there was nothing, and I had nothing. Ah, but now I own everything you see. Well, the host waited for a word of praise, but the visitor waved his arm toward the heavens and said, and what do you own up there? 
The scripture says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So everything in it belongs to him. You don't own a thing up there. Even your own body down here does not belong to you. St. Paul has written, You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. Okay, so let's cut to the chase here. You've worked very hard to save up enough money to purchase that new car. And you now have saved up just enough to pay off your mortgage. And so you think, ah, what a relief. Finally, that house is mine and that vehicle. They belong to me. Everything I have earned belongs to me. However, consider this. St. Paul has written, for we brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it either. And if we have food and covering with these, we shall be content. But those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a snare and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into ruin and destruction. So yes, a snare. Riches can snare you into thinking upside down so that what's down here is up on top in your life and what's up there in heaven is down on the bottom. The scripture says, For the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil, and some, by longing for it, have wandered away from the truth and pierced themselves with many a pang. But flee from these things, you man of God, and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called as that fight is fought. And then what happens? Your attitude toward earthly wealth is placed in proper perspective. So you're going to say, yes, I have a number of neat things and toys here on this earth. I enjoy them. I'm proud of my accomplishments. Yet I must say simultaneously, all of those things that I have accrued, put together, do not hold a candle to the heavenly joys that await me when I get there. St. Paul has written, Now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now we know in part, but then we shall know fully, even as we are fully known. How about that? I have a lot more to tell you here on Moments of Assurance. Uh, Some uh, messages of interest are going to be coming your way, and then we'll be back at it, and we'll get into the parable of the rich man and Lazarus as well. Keep it here. Moments of Assurance is underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, where tour professionals will assist you in selecting the package trip that fits your travel desires. Destinations such as the Amish country of central Illinois or Hannibal, Missouri for a journey to Mark Twain country or a multi-day trip to Mackinac Island or the Grand Canyon. Mid-American Coaches, where serving you is their privilege. 636-432-7860. very pleasant welcome back. This is Moments of Assurance Weekend. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson. You can email me at any time at mark.hawkinson at kfuo.org. And of course, you can always use Twitter. Send me a tweet at my new handle is at Hawkinson Rev. 
talking about um, what constitutes true riches. And this is part two of the program for today. The Lord's richest blessings uh, be with you. And uh, look with me now at the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. Jesus said, there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. And at his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. Well, the time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things while Lazarus bad things. But now he is comforted and you are in agony. Besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been set in place so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. And he answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. And Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. And he said to him, If they do not listen, To Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced if someone rises from the dead. Powerful words. You're listening to Moments of Assurance Weekend talking about what constitutes true riches in the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. So here's a rich man who had the best of everything, purple robes, fine linen, and I'm sure he had all kinds of servants that he uh, lived in great luxury every day. Riches were his God. He delighted in them. Contrast, please, his life with that of the beggar named Lazarus. Not to be confused with the Lazarus that Jesus raised from the dead. This Lazarus was very poor. His body was not healthy, as the text describes him as being full of sores. And this poor beggar would dearly have loved to eat the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. But no, he was not welcome at that table. He had to stay at the gate of the rich man's home, and the dogs came and licked his sores. So both the rich man and the beggar die. The rich man goes to hell. Lazarus the beggar escorted into Abraham's bosom. So the conditions in hell or Hades are so unimaginably horrible that the rich man looks up into heaven and was able to see Abraham far away with Lazarus at his side. Notice, please, the rich man's request. He's in so much agony, he would be satisfied just to have Lazarus dip the tip of his finger and cool his tongue. He'd settle for that. But Abraham reminded him during his life, he had received his good things, Lazarus bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. So notice the twist. Here on this earth, things were great for the rich man, except he was not rich toward God by faith. And the poor man had it tough here. But now in heaven, he has his 
true riches. He knew his Lord and trusted in him for his life. And here's another interesting aside. It seems that the Pharisees considered wealth to be a proof of a person's righteousness. So, isn't it interesting? Jesus tells this parable showing the fallacy of that reasoning. Abraham continues talking to the rich man. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been set in place, so that those who want to go from here to there cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. So you can see the separation that exists between heaven and hell. So the rich man now thinks of his family. He wanted Lazarus to warn them. But Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. But the rich man protests and says, well, his brothers will believe if somebody rises from the dead. But no, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced if somebody rises from the dead. Hey, don't let the devil tempt you into thinking that true wealth can be defined by a down here billboard, look what I've done kind of standard. Don't listen to his shenanigans. The standard is Christ. The standard is what he has done, not what you have accumulated. May you accumulate a greater desire to spend time in the Lord's precious word. That's where it's at. That's where you find Christ. That's where you go to know you ultimately will be with him someday and with Abraham and with all the saints rejoicing over the standard of true riches. That standard is Christ. Thanks a lot for being along. The Lord's richest blessings be with you. Join me for the regular moments of assurance during the week over the noontime hour on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. You've been listening to Moments of Assurance, produced by Worldwide KFUO. Moments of Assurance is underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, mid-americancoaches.net. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314-996-1518. Or you can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Moments of Assurance on Worldwide KFUO.